Molassie. What's up to all our sidekicks and hench folk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning in to the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, a.k.a. Spoiler Alert, episode number 779, wherein we will review the past week's comics as well as talk about some fun pop culture topics, maybe or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, for your listening and viewing pleasure, I don't know. Who knows? I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. Who knows? Is it a super rad shop which caters to nerdy and nerd-adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes? Now, who knows? Joining me tonight is Brian Lieb. Brian Lieb, who knows? I've heard the shadow knows. He does. I think that's a very specific thing. Yeah. I don't think it's any of those questions. Oh, it's, it's or, really or just... Or life in general. Yeah. More about things lurking in the hearts of men. Not just, I mean, evil... Yeah. Yes. I don't think he never really addresses. I haven't heard the whole catalog. Is he like, I also know uh, when hunger lurks in the hearts of men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes when they're not comfortable, either socially or in a uh, in their sitting position. When gas lurks in the hearts of men. That's dangerous, I would yeah. think. Oh, yeah, that'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. That'll kill you. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you for joining us tonight, and thank you to everyone uh, who's uh, on with Facebook and YouTube and Twitch and then commenting below. That's why we're here, is to engage with y'all. Hal says, what's up? And Robert Monroe says, good evening, cult poppers. How would you feel if people just stood outside of your shop and watched you that way? And maybe yeah. they had, like, a little cup thing that they held yeah. up to the door? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> would you be cool with that? That's fine. Nice. <laughs> as long as you're not trying to get into the shop. No, 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 no. They're just, they're just watching the show, your half of the show. And maybe they've got <laughs> another guy over here, and then they're on the phone saying what each of us said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How they found your home address, I'd be curious to know, but... I'd be real curious about that. I don't announce it on the show like you do all the time. Right. But, yeah. uh, I mean, if they're friendly and everything's cool, I think it's largely okay. You could probably find it um, if you wanted to. <laughs> you just Googling hard enough? Yeah, just Google it hard. Just hard yeah. enough. Oh, don't, yeah. we don't want any flaccid Googling. Only rock hard Googling. We have yeah. a letter. Yeah. What is I'm it I'm going to read it. Here oh. it comes. It's called Ditching DC and Marvel, and it's from Christopher Goodnight. Hey, guys. I know it's been a long time since I wrote in. I'm usually either sleeping or working on Monday nights with the occasional trip to the movie theater. Sometimes I sleep there, too. Hmm. I finally ditched 99% of my Marvel and DC books as far as ongoings ongoings go that is i kept nightwing robin nice house on the lake and batman beyond the white knight and king conan the rest of my books are either boom or image i did keep my metal and death metal collection as well as that all new all different dc stuff they put out what was it called again all new uh, all different dc that actually yeah, applies to a lot of times but i assume yeah. he means the recent 
either right after Rebirth, but more likely right after Dark Knights. I guess, maybe. I guess, yeah. I just can't with all the events anymore. I know you can just read the main titles, but they have preludes and alphas and omegas, and it's just too much. I had a pile of books that I hadn't touched. I was just shuffling through because I didn't feel like reading them. Sorry, Batgirls and Task Force Z. Also, why does Daredevil need to be rebooted again with the same writer-slash-artist team? I kicked it. Hulk, which I didn't even realize I had missed an issue on. She-Hulk, Ghost Rider, and Thor to the curb. Wow. Okay. I also got rid of my collections of Birthright, Outcast, and Oblivion Song. I even canceled my plans to read Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino's Bone Orchard universe because I'm not sure Lemire, 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 Jeff Lemire, Lemire. is actually a good writer. It's one of those things where, like, I was reading the word and I was like, that doesn't sound right. But then it turns out it was. I think Gideon Falls was carried by Sorrentino's art. Frankly, I have yet to see a great ending to an ongoing standalone outside of maybe Chew and possibly The Sixth Gun. Descender was okay, but ending one series by setting up another series felt like a cheat. It's the same thing Williamson did with Nailbiter. Hell, even TMNT Last Ronin ends with a to be continued. It does? Mm. Wait, what? Mm. What? It does? Yeah. Although, who knows how to be continued. You know what I mean? Like, they might just be saying the story goes on, and whether or not they tell anymore, like, this is still a full story. I hope, I hope that's the case. Oh, shit. To be continued. To be continued. Yeah. Oh, you know what, though? I, I, I'm not sure that's a... I'm not sure that's a legitimate to be continued. Could it just be, like, the story always... Yes. Is yes, the, the last kind of page thing. doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be another series. Uh, when you see it, I think you'll understand what I mean. I don't, I'm not entirely sure that it's an actual... But you didn't read... Did you read anything past the ones that we read for the show? No. For the run and, Issue no, one is what I've read. Okay, I think I read one and two. I think, I think we two. read one and two yeah. for the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, he continues... Uh, I'm really worried that Nice House on the Lake is going to biff that ending as well. Although, with a set number of issues, maybe the ending has been planned from the get-go. I got my tattoo, like I said, though it's not done. And let me tell you, I'm addicted. I don't have enough appendages for the number of fandoms I want to represent on my body. Have a good show, Chris. Chris, that was a wonderful email. Indeed. uh, I completely understand why you might drop Marvel in DC. I totally get it. Although, I I don't think I... Like, even the one... Hulk is good she hulk is great thor is awesome um Hmm. gosh yeah nightwing is great i haven't read Rennie robin i read like the first issue of robin nice house nice house on the lake is one of my favorite books of the year so yeah Hmm. um yeah i get that too and what he mentions about daredevil rebooting i'm not familiar with that specifically but i think it'll tie into a comic that we'll talk about during the show tonight Hmm. It seems like, you know, they're rebooting it with the same creative team. It's just like number ones are a thing that is done in comics now Uh to obviously to get sales, but also just like, hey, we're we, we want people to look. We're doing a slightly new thing. This is now the new number one. And maybe that's where things are going with. I mean, DC is doing it in a little bit of a different way where they have planned miniseries, but those are like eight issue things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it it feels like a bit of a cheat (laughs) when they're like, this is Daredevil number one. 
a year after the previous Daredevil number one, yeah. there has been a change in the story. It's a new number yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a new set of circumstances mm-hmm. that's a little different is now the set of circumstances, number one. Jump However, on I've yeah. had this conversation before with someone, uh-huh. and th- that's what they want. Yeah. That's what they want. Uh-huh. Restart the book every year. You yeah. read 12 issues, you read that storyline. Yeah. You have a jumping off point or a jumping on point. Yeah. You read the next storyline. Um, as long as they keep those little legacy numbers that I like right, so right. much, I don't care. See, that's uh, the thing, isn't it? Then you could still have that with 12 issue story arcs. You know? Yes. And you would uh, not get the number one sales bump. Well, right. But that wouldn't affect this person as a reader, you know? Right. Um, especially but if it, yeah. it's collected in trade, you know? Um, but yeah, the fact that you can yeah. get another person to try a new number oh, one. Oh, sure. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Is very helpful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the thing um, that bothers me is when people online, it happened even today, there was, of course, anytime Miss Marvel shows up anywhere on Facebook, a lot of the comments below were like, Duh, it's going to get canceled. Blah. Uh, she's had, she keeps, her books keep getting canceled. Nah, that means she sucks. And why do they keep force feeding this character? And it keeps getting canceled. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what else just got uh, rebooted? Spider-Man. Yeah. So shut up. It has, that's also, just the way the, the industry works now. Books yeah. get rebooted with number ones. That's the end of it. That's going to keep happening because they get a sales bump. Yeah. How to Way 14 brings up an issue that we read. I was enjoying nonstop Spider-Man, but that ending, WTH? Question mark. Um, that, that is a different, one that's a different like, thing on the other. Yeah. F- F that book. I'm. Uh, that was aggressive. That was. It was bad. like six issues into it, five issues into a storyline, and issue yep. six was number one of a new thing that was like part six of the previous storyline. Yeah, that was that was insane. a bridge too far. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah. Um, what is that? What bridges are they talking about? What is the, the ones like, that are the ones that are too far, and I'm not going to go to them. Like it's so weird to have both of those things in the metaphor. Like, the ro- like it's on a road. It's a bridge. Like you, you got to cross the bridge, and also it's far away. Yeah. Like I, that's if it was right here, I'd cross. But it's too far. Eh. It's too far. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, Mars asks, "Where's Noel?" That's a great question. He's working. Yeah. So we all suffer. Yeah. Probably I guess he's suffering Noel. a little bit more. We're talking yeah, about comics, and he's so. doing actual work. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably Maybe suffering he's more. Loving every minute of it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, boy, sure. I'm glad I'm not talking about yeah. comics with those nerds. Yeah. Oh, now Chris uh, says also good night's other point about getting rid of books. Now that's something that I wouldn't do personally, right? No matter what's going on in the stories now, I don't think I, it would cause me to get rid of, you know, my copy of Birthright if I had. Oh, I'm sorry, your you your know? collection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. which is what it seemed like. Um, oh, I don't know if he was getting about. rid of books because of that. Well, he said he's, he got rid of Birthright, which yeah. is, if he's talking about Superman Birthright, like, that's a story from a long time I ago. I don't think so, no. I think uh, he was talking about the, the image comic Birthright. Oh, okay. Because it was lumped together with, um, I think, Outcast or... or um, I didn't know that Oblivion there was... Song. I didn't know that there was an image comic called Birthright, and I yes. thought that Oblivion Song was also referring to the trades... But uh, I didn't realize that that even came out in issues. I thought that was an original trade thing. 
Here we go. Birthright. Birthright by Joshua Williamson. Oh. Yeah, I didn't believe you, actually, beforehand. But now I'm forced to. Yeah. Let's see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty interesting series, actually. Oh, all right. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, I agree, Brian. I have never gotten rid of a book, says Mars. Yeah. yeah. No, I love them. You know? Even if I haven't looked at it for 10 years or, or longer, like, they're there. Um... Every so often, it's cool to go through and see all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah and I have a lot of stuff. Anyway, that's my, that's my way that I do things. Um, let's talk about one or more comics. We're going to start with The Amazing Spider-Man number one yeah. from Marvel Comics, written by Zeb Wells with art by John Romita Jr. Uh, here is the uh, solicitation. What did Spider-Man do? Peter's on the outs with the FF. He's on the outs with the Avengers. He's on the outs with Aunt May. No one wants to see Spider-Man except for Dr. Octopus. Ox on Spider-Man's tail. What? He's on no, he's tail? not. No, he's I not. You see, he didn't want any tails. Jesus Christ. Maybe Ox Spider-Man on... left his tail somewhere else and we didn't see that in the issue. That's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah maybe. Ah, uh, these fucking <laughs> things. Ox on Spider-Man's tail and the master planner has something truly terrible planned for when he gets his tentacles on Spidey. Ooh. Uh, all that... <laughs> And the actual plot of the book, what does Tombstone have planned? Uh, Just in time for Spider-Man's 60th anniversary, a new volume of Amazing Spider-Man begins, and 2022 is going to be the biggest year for Spider-Man ever, blah, 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 blah. This is the biggest Um, one? The, Jesus. just telling us now? Dr. Octopus is in one, two pages of this book, and they're at the very, very, very end. Oh, I didn't even notice. It's a post-credit sequence. This entire book is about Spider-Man dealing with Tombstone. Yes? Yes. Yes. Is that, do you think they Jeez. get the plot of the whole arc before, you know what I mean? Are they writing off of like, this is going to be what happens and they have to write this solicit so far in advance that, you know, or something like, why are they so often incorrect? I don't know. Yeah. Ah, it's infuriating. Um, anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to share the, ah, oh, this, I'm so annoyed right now. I'm trying to share the book so that we can look at the book and Chrome is being a dickhead. What? Go to system oh. preferences. Here, you, you say words so I can fix this. Okay. I begin the words now. This comic is the one that I was talking about with <laughs> similar to Daredevil. Um, now the solicit says, makes a big deal out of like, what did Peter Parker do? We don't know. Uh, I didn't know that we didn't know, and I know that this is coming right out of whatever Ben Riley thing was happening before, and he was in uh, the hospital for a while, and they mentioned his medical bills, and I'm reading this, and I'm like, this seems like the middle of some other story, and it, but it's a new number one, you know, because I guess because Peter Parker is back in the suit, um, but it felt like I didn't know what was happening in a way that could have been, you know, gone over uh, pretty readily in the beginning of the book. Story, you know, like in story. Uh, now, if they don't want you to know what's going on, then my impression is a little bit in the wrong, but they could still make it clear that you're not supposed to know what's going on. You know what I mean? You could mm-hmm. do that in a clever way, just in one box, something, you know, like, even the words, like, Spider-Man is here, 
what did he do? <laughs> Question mark. Would let the reader know that there's a mystery. Yeah. Um, it seems kind of Stan Lee-ish, right? From the early days of Marvel Comics. And, uh, you know, it is desi- it's, a, it's supposed to be for somebody who hasn't necessarily read Spider-Man uh, right before this. Why else publish a number one? So I think something like that would have gone a long way. Um, other than that, I don't know. It was a finely told issue. John Romita Jr. is good on Spider-Man. He's not, he's not, he feels like a very classic Spider-Man. He's not who I would ever say is, you know, like the top Spider-Man artist for me mm-hmm. or what I think of as Spider-Man when I think of Spider-Man, but his particular style looks very Spider-Man-ish, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's cool. I mean, he's been doing it since the 80s on and right. off, so. Right, And his dad is and his dad, yeah. an extremely notable uh, Spider-Man artist who, I imagine, influence, influences the way that he does stuff. They look pretty yeah. similar in some ways. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought the issue was cool, other than not knowing what was going on and thinking that other readers might and that I would get more out of the story if I did. Um, but, uh, what do you think, JD? I thought it was fun. Uh, yeah. I saw an article that was, um, saying that he's unlikable in this first issue. And, um, that's kind of the case. He is unlikable because he's mm. dealing with something terrible that happened yeah. six months ago. Um, some big catastrophe happened. And I guess, of course, being Spider-Man, he blames himself. And I guess a lot of other people blame him as well. Yeah. So he's on, he's on the outs with a lot of people, including Mary Jane. He's no longer, you know, even kind of talking to Mary Jane, it seems. Um, at least she doesn't really want to talk to him. Um, and so a lot of this has to do with Tombstone, who is a character that I really liked back yeah. in the, the late 90s, 80s. In the animated series? Yeah. No, in the oh, late yeah. 80s in the comic book. All right. um, and it was I always thought it was neat because he always kind of whispered. Um, so like all of his text boxes were, his, his font was very small. Because he was always sort of just kind of whispering. Mm. And I really like that in a comic book. The guy, this big, massive, white-skinned, alabaster-skinned fella who's a bruiser. And he just, he just kind of he just kind of talks like this, you know, real, mm. real quiet. Uh, and I think it had to do with the fact that um, he's got this granite skin. And like it's whatever kinda, did that. It's yeah. messed up his voice, you know, right. his vocal cords. Um, but yeah, this was cool. I, I thought this was fun. I didn't think I was going to be excited about JRJR returning because I did not like his stuff um, in DC and I didn't like his Avengers work. But here, this is this is actually good Spider-Manning. Mm. Uh, mm. it, it looks it looks solid. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in, and there's a big what the what the frick at the end here where uh, Mary Jane. Yeah, you know, he he calls Mary Jane and she's like, I can't do this. Stop calling me, please. And Paul comes home this guy paul and two little kids come in screaming mommy yeah and she says kiddos and gives them a big hug and uh that's that's the cliffhanger that you know mary jane has these looks a lot like mary jane also i'm just a little redhead yeah Yeah. right like with the dimples even even the dimples yeah the john ramita senior dimples um so yeah, uh, I'm curious. I have a feeling it's going to be something like she's dating this guy Paul, who has two children. Yeah, yeah. And they just happen to call like you know what I mean it's just kids being kids. I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be like oh my god she had two children in the last six months and both of and them are uh, 
eight and ten years old now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll be curious to see what the revelation of that is. But other than this, I thought it was a good first issue. I'm curious about what's going on, what happened six months ago to cause all of this. Um, but yeah, Call, I thought it was cool. her mommy is still that's fast. You know, that is fast, yeah, six uh, months. I would think, yeah. Uh, but you never know with kids, I guess. Or, or you know, people. she is an actress. You think this is all a ruse? Not a ruse, but a... Well, maybe maybe it's possible they play her children in something. Oh, and so it's like a fun thing, and yeah. Paul is like the... Another uh, actor assistant or... Assistant director or something. Yeah, something like that. Oh, probably assistant director. I don't Him being another actor would be weird. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, just maybe like a best boy or something. Yeah, the grip. Yeah. Yeah, I could see grip. He looks like a grip. Um... um yeah, and that would be a, a reasonable fake out, yeah. right, for us, for them to do for us. But of uh, course, you know, I saw people online like, oh, she's got kids now. Marvel sucks. Just shut up. You didn't even read the book. Just, I guarantee you didn't read the book. You just saw like an article or something. Um, this is infuriating. But yeah, I, I like this new Spider-Man. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Um, Zeb Wells is, he's got a good handle on the character. He's written him before. Um, so yeah, I'm in. Excellent. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. you got it. What about Justice League number 75 by DC Comics, written by Joshua Williamson with art by Rafa Sandoval? It's an oversized special issue. Superstar writer, blah, 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 pens the beginning of the next big DCU event. It all starts here. A new dark army made up of the DCU's greatest villains has formed on the edges of the multiverse. The DCU's best and most powerful heroes are pulled together in an epic war to push the darkness back. But in the end, they're no match for it. That's right, you heard it here first. The Justice League are killed by the Dark Army. Uh, this isn't where I heard it first. I didn't hear With it With only there one first. survivor to warn the remaining heroes of Earth about what is coming for them. Um, so we all knew that the death of the Justice League was coming for we the did. past... They made sure of that. Three or four months. Yeah. Yeah. So... This is not a surprise. Uh, on no. the front of the book, it says Death of the Justice League. It's the title of the book? Or yeah. no, I guess it's Justice League number 75. Is the title, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think hey. of this? Uh, man, I was a reader of this book. I read were it. You, were you whelmed? Uh, no, I was underwhelmed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Um... You know, a little bit of it is just like maybe because they hyped it up so much, and I'm like, "What is this going to be?" Like they're not doing, they're not doing that. You know what I mean? Or not yeah. for very long? Are they killing them all off? And it's just doesn't seem to have any weight to it anyway. You know, um, which maybe is fine in the story that it leads into, like if we pretty quickly find out what's up with them and everyone else thinks they're dead and we know that they're not, uh, like yes. they did with Batman, you know, in, yes. um, final crisis, it was and like, Captain all right, America. they're, yeah. yeah. Well, Captain America, did you know immediately that he wasn't dead or did it take a while to find out? Oh, actually, I think you're right. Actually. I think we did think he was dead and it was, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. But they both ended up jumping through time. There were a lot of other similarities um, in yeah. the way that that happens sometimes, uh, not just in comics, but uh, like Armageddon and Deep Impact. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, calculus was invented by two different people at roughly the same time. 
What? And oh, there's so many different things. Yeah, a guy named uh, Leibniz, who was famous for being a philosopher, but not for inventing calculus. Uh, also <laughs> inventing calculus. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that. But in this book, um, yeah, it was just like, all right, we're gonna read through until they're dead, uh, and then we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, Oliver was killed in a pretty normal way, or at least seemed to be near death. Dude got smooshed by rocks. He did. Eh, that happens. But, uh, you know, the rest of them were kind of, like, vanished, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, they were not only, I mean, I wouldn't hold hold the phone. Uh, It was actually a callback. It felt to me like a callback to Barry Allen's... Crisis on Infinite Earths death, where he yeah. sort of was running and running and then just became more and more emaciated and skeletal until Bounce. eventually he just sort of like crumbled. Yeah. So this is this is, I think, a direct reference to that, except it's Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman all happening at the same time. Yeah. And then everybody else gets blasted, too. So it's there. It's not like they're just teleported. They are disintegrated sure. into skeletons and then don't exist. Which is also the kind of thing that you see if they've been hit by, like, a ray of some sort. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, uh, they, they didn't die a, a pounding physical death. Right. And so who knows? That could be a teleportation effect. You know what I mean? If they wanted it to be. If they wanted to be assholes about it, yeah. Yeah. Or something. You know, or they get reconstituted somewhere else pretty easily. You know, who knows? Oh, Kevin says Marconi and Tesla inventing the radio around the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff's real interesting. You know, we're all grabbing ideas from the same input, right? And so coming Ethereal. up with similar things. Yeah, yeah, just the information out there um, in the in the public consciousness. You know, there's two Dennis's the menace. That's that's the one I was going to bring up. Yeah, and they both they both came out on the same exact day. Uh-huh. One one overseas in Britain and one mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. Same exact. It's Dennis. They're both called Dennis the Menace. They're both yeah. like shitty kids. They um, both have striped shirts. Yeah, and a slingshot in and their a back slingshot. pocket. Yeah. yeah, we both know that because of the Cracked podcast with you, which used to be amazing. Oh yeah, it did. It did. It used to be good. Yeah, I gave up. Um. But yeah, I agree. I, I th- this was a book that I read. Uh, yeah. I had no emotional connection to it. I was in it purely to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much. I, I remember Pariah. Mm-hmm. He t- he's in this book and he is a direct. My my first experience of Pariah was in Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't know if that was his first appearance. That was everybody's first experience. Of okay, good. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Someone's might be this book here. Actually. Some later book. Yeah, I I, I was wrong yeah. <laughs> to say that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was, uh, but I've never known what his powers are other than to watch the eradication of the multiverse. And it turns out yeah. my, my man's got, he's, he's boosted up. He's got some powers. So he, he's the one who takes out the Justice League. Yeah. And, well, yeah. him and, and this was another issue that I had with the book. It was like him and everybody else they've ever fought that has some sort of massive, not everybody, but just that whole lineup of like the dark army, dark side, Neron, you know, all of them. I appreciated that. I think Wonder Woman said, 
yeah, but are these really them or just shadows? Like, they're not as difficult as they normally would be. Um, Because otherwise, that would be... Well, it is them, right? Because it is at them. least yeah. that's what I say. I say it's them because at one point, uh, Dark Side, they're they're all under the thrall of something. The Great Darkness. The Great Darkness, yeah. Yeah. And so at one point, uh, Dark Side gets clocked and he snaps out of it, and he says, "The war is already over, Black Adam. The Justice League cannot win. Your only chance of survival is to oh, dot yeah. dot dot." And then he gets reabsorbed by the darkness before he can finish the sentence. So it's definitely them. But I wonder yeah. if being being enthralled by the, the great darkness sort of depowers them a little bit. That's my understanding is that like they're they're echoes of their regular selves, you know, because of this. Now, I did think Pariah had a decent motivation where because he's always been he just watches like I think he's indestructible, maybe. But as like part of the curse that he has to watch everything get destroyed. Mm. Um, if that even, but, uh, you know, he's like, look, this will bring us peace finally. And it's a reasonable reason for him to turn into a, a villain for this story. Uh, you know, it, it makes sense at least as much as I don't like to see Pariah go down that road. I don't know if it's all that interesting. I don't find mm. him to be an engaging villain for this. No, not really. Uh, it just like works logically. Yeah, I mean, it you know works. what I mean. Yeah. Like I could see why that would happen. I'm not yes. particularly interested in it. Right. Um, also, <laughs> Green Arrow's arrow. That's like I'm gonna move through all of these moving things to hit Pariah's machine, and that's the thing that'll stop it. Like it seems. Unlikely, at best. Oh, I thought you know? that was cool. I thought that yeah. was cool. He's just such a good marksman that he was able to take into all of these things, take all these things into account, all of these moving bodies and energies and stuff, and still hit the mark. Well, I think that that to me is a scene where I go, I see why he's on the Justice League. It's right. very difficult. I'm usually the guy going, Why is Hawkeye on the Avengers? Why yeah, is definitely. Green Arrow in the Justice League? Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah. But this was a Green Arrow worthy moment. I went, all right, that's pretty cool. And then immediately now, he, he gets smushed. Sure. Uh, um, now, going through all that, I get that explanation and I'm into that. I was just kind of thinking like, how does Pariah not stop it right at the machine though? Yeah. <laughs> and like the some sort of protective thing around the machine or what have you. But it did remind me of when he shot Hal Jordan. As parallax, mm-hmm. you remember that in, in zero hour, where he, oh yeah. yeah, right in the sim, right in the symbol, right in the symbol, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's where you got to you got to aim for the logo. Yeah, that's where that's where they keep their artistic essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, at the end, Black Adam shows up, having yelled Shazam, but. Now that I think about it, not having turned out of his super form. Um, I feel like Daredevil. Yeah? How much like Daredevil? Uh, mostly, you... mostly the not seeing part. Yeah, and the black yeah. thing is kind of like season one of the Netflix show, but you don't That's have any of, you don't have any like abilities beyond what you normally have, or what's up? You don't know. Do you, I'm asking. Oh. <laughs> Do you normally yeah, no, have? I don't. No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I said beyond what you normally have. 
do right. you normally have? I have always had powers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. I hate this. Here's the thing. Here's a here's yeah. a quick little thing. I hate the light is here, and if I put my hat on like this, sure, then I, they cast this great shadow, a great ah. darkness, if you will. Um, mm. So I have to put my hat on backwards, but now I feel like a fucking Fred Durst alike or something. Fred Durst alike. I've never. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's a oh, thing, isn't man. it? It is, I guess. Um, I like the idea of adding a like to whatever thing <laughs> to whatever we are is, yeah. being alike. Yeah. I just, I feel like, I feel like a tool wearing my hat backwards like this. But why don't you wear it sideways? Oh like yeah, yeah, is that it? Is this yeah. going to be the? Oh uh, yes. <laughs> it's a classic style that's long since uh, been ready for its return. Boy, if I if I didn't hate myself already. <laughs> I didn't already have a lot of shame. Yeah, then Oof. taking it off just now would do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Then is um, oh, um so Kevin <laughs> Kevin had commented exclamation point uh, question mark. He did. And I said what's that about? And uh, he said the Dennis the menace well, actually he actually, what he typed was Dennis the Menses info <laughs> and I don't think he meant Dennis the Menses. That's um, a different set of two characters that were created on the same day. <laughs> two different characters. Dennis the Menaces info. You may have just convinced me that we live in a simulation. Mm. Uh, two two Denises had Menses at the same time. Denise, <laughs> Denise the Menses. Now, <sighs> Kevin, if you're concerned, as I always say in this situation... Even if this is a simulation, who cares? It's, it's still real, right? right? Like the Matrix is a real experience in that movie. This uh -huh. that you're having is a real experience now. And I mean, I wouldn't say who cares. Like I'd still like to know and you know see what's what from then on. If you can get out, that's great. Or just explore yeah. reality in this way. But um, I don't know. Would that be evidence of some kind of simulation, or would they? Go out of their way not to have that kind of thing happen. You know, wouldn't something weird like that happening be maybe evidence of it not being a simulation? Kurt Vonnegut said... Because it's too obvious. Right, like why would they do that? That's an yeah. easy fix, right? Yeah. Um, unless, of course, they're like, man, some Brian Lee guy is gonna, <laughs> gonna say something like that, and so we'll put the two of them in there. That way he thinks it's not... A simulation. Christopher Goodnight is in the comments saying the nerve of nonstop Spider-Man having an ending. No, the that's problem not what is the yeah. problem is nonstop Spider-Man did not have an ending. Yeah. Nonstop Spider-Man had a cliffhanger, and then they changed the title of the book from Nonstop yeah. Spider-Man to Savage Spider-Man number one. Yeah. And if you pick up Savage Spider-Man number one, you have no idea what's going on because it is a direct continuation from nonstop Spider-Man number five or six, whatever, whatever the end of the series was. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was wild. That was a whole other deal as yeah. far as new number It's not one. that it had an ending. If it yeah. was a miniseries with an ending. Like one or two more issues, maybe. Cool. I don't know. I didn't read any more after that. Oh, but uh, Kurt Vonnegut said once, I heard, some things only happen in real life and bad fiction. And I always thought that was a cool quote. I think it applies to the simulation thing too, right? Like yeah. <laughs> real life or a bad simulation would have two of the same thing, maybe. That was awesome for some reason. Oh, there's so many possibilities. So 
what book are we talking about? Oh, right, Justice League seventy five. Uh, I don't care. What I what was, I do care about, what yeah. I do care about is what we're doing next. Uh, yeah. This this series was fine. The Justice League died. I'm totally uh-huh. okay with it. All of them can stay dead for as long as they want. They can have a good siesta beyond the grave and never Uh return. And I won't be sad about it. Give me the next Justice League, which I think are probably going to be the future state Justice League. I'm assuming. Yeah, probably Um, a makeup. um, I'm I am fine with that. Let it last a couple of years, man. I don't do not reboot this shit in six months and give us the justice league back again. Let's have some cojones and keep the story going for a while. Um, I don't care that they kill characters off. The thing that bothers me is that they bring them back so quickly. I, um, I do care, but, uh, now JD, there's two things about this that one, which I think could be very exciting to you and I, uh-huh. It looks like if they have the future state or a very similar to the future state Justice League, Wally might be part of that league, which would I be like pretty Wally. cool, right? Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm glad that Wally's still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Barry's wherever he is. Like he's been dead and... for a long time. It's fine. He, Wally can stay. Well, Barry's not dead. Oh, Barry's not dead? Yeah, no, no, no. He's just yeah, been. Right. They mentioned it here. He's just uh, been taken, he's trapped. You know. Good. Fuck um, I don't feel the same way. But uh, what would be cool, I think, is if they also had an ongoing, like you get the Future State Justice League, and that's the Justice League book, but a title that features these characters who seem to have died, and maybe Barry Allen, off parallel somewhere doing something completely unrelated. You know, some something crazy, like in a fantasy world or something, you know, in some other realm or would have you. Um, I don't think I would care. Yeah, but you don't like those characters as much as I do. No, no, no. It's not that yeah. I don't like the characters. You're, you yeah, mis- yeah. You're, mis- you're misrepresenting what I'm saying. Okay. Or I yeah. have misrepresented myself. No, I'll I, take it on me. I, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of the song. Um, take me off. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the characters. I love the yes. Justice League characters. Sure. Except for Martian Manhunter. I don't give a shit about that guy. What about Barry Allen? I like Barry Allen better than I like yeah. Martian Manhunter. Okay. Um, and there's going to be a I'm flash. A lot, apparently. Fine. But just, I'm just saying I prefer Wally. Uh, sure. I love, love the Black characters. I love the Justice League as, sure. as a group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, if they're going to kill them, let them yeah, stay yeah. dead for a while. I have, I am 44 years old. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I have been reading these characters a good long time. Yeah, and yeah. I am fine with them being off of the, the playing field for a while. I know okay. that it is cyclical and it is an eternal second act and that's the way it's always going to be. Just let it stay for a while and let's have these new characters and, and have some fun with them. Although similarly, interestingly, you are 44 years old and three or four years seems shorter to you than some other readers. Like if you were 17 and you're like, Superman, Batman are not going to be around for the next three or four years until I'm yeah. 21 years old. Yeah. What I'll, is this? I'll be half in the grave by the time I'm 21. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a guy it's, with yeah. very weird habits. And <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but he likes his comics and no, I, I personally, I think it would be cool. Similar to how they did with Batman when he seemed to have died to everyone else. 
if you know use this as an opportunity to remove them from the playing field of the main DC universe, but he's they're off doing something else, and you still get to read some set of adventures that would never normally take place with these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're completely separate from all of their supporting cast, their regular yeah. setups. You know, it's just them as a group and some, you know, some sort of the Adam kind of thing where it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it'd be pretty cool. I'm also interested in the Jurassic League by Daniel Warren Johnson, which was advertised in this comic. Um, I'm interested because it's Daniel Warren Johnson. That is actually the only okay. reason that I'm interested. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. interested in a new Daniel Warren Johnson experience. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I care about the Jurassic League. I didn't at all and thought it sounded ridiculous and yeah. very far from something I was interested in until yeah. I saw this ad. And yeah. I was like, oh, Danny Warren Johnson's doing it? All right, I'll check that out. Uh, action Figure Expert is in the comments saying, um, have comic book, comic bags and boards gone up in demand and price recently? Yes. Mm. There are supply chain issues. Mm. They are harder to get. A friend of mine in Delaware cannot find any, he says. Um, I've got some bags and boards, but yeah, they are more difficult to come by. Uh, Mm. There's been a lot of supply chain issues. Um, And these, Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out this comment. All these rivers is the whole mm. reason I stopped commerce almost a decade ago. I'm assuming he means comics. All these rivers. All these rivers. That's a, a very poetic statement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm curious what that means. Uh, my last, commerce. my favorite book of the last 15 years are all books that have consequences, death. Mm. And I wish the big two did the same, at least for a little bit. Agreed, Kevin. Agreed. Is that the only consequence that is interesting? No, no. Or, consequences, parentheses, yeah. death. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure if that's what, you know, it's like that's a real consequence and nothing else really you know, big changes to the yeah. character or something like that. Because I was... Oh, yeah, yeah, what's up? Oh, we Action Figure Experts asking, what do you not like about the Martian Manhunter? Uh, I he's don't one of the know. coolest. I, yeah. Everyone says that. Everyone yeah. says he's one of the most powerful Justice League members. Of course, sometimes they, people say it's Elastic Man. Plastic Man. Plastic Man. Plastic. I mean, he's got his own set of powers, which can be impressive, yeah. but... I just yeah. don't... I've never cared for... His like does he does he even have a alter ego anymore? He has off and on, and some in at least one story, which I thought was really cool. He had multiple alter egos that he would you know because he can shape shift. He was like yeah. being all different kinds of people. So that sounds um, neat. yeah, it was cool. I mean, that's certainly not his status quo, and never has been for long. Um, he had John Jones in the yeah. very beginning, but. It's been a while since they have him really, like, he'll become that sometimes when he needs to. But for me, that's not the most interesting part about him. Like, I like his, he's a very philosophical character. You know, he's he's very um, distant in a way, uh, very contemplative. But he's also, uh, you know, depending on the era, he's, like, very fun-loving. Like, he's into... He's into experiencing humanity. And a lot of that depends on some eras. He's more on one side of that than the other. But, um, and you know, he's Zorians. similar to Superman. He loves them. Or Chacos, actually. Chacos, um, yeah. Chacos. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't... That was at a time when yeah. they didn't just use whatever. You know, product placement wasn't a thing and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, 
But uh, yeah, he's got the Superman thing of being the last survivor of Mars. Although I think he's still fine when, like on Young Justice, when there's uh, Mars is is full of Martians, um, or Just even at the end of the Martians. Silver Age. Yeah, 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 that's what they that's what they used to call it. And then they're like, let's shorten it to Mars. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah that's where the coffee the coffee got its name, chock full of nuts. Yeah. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. reference to Chock Full of Martians, which was the original name for Mars, and then they shortened it. And they're very long-lived. One of them was here before Chock Full of Nuts, you know, and inspired them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I think he maintains that. Or they've had him be, like, a poet before everything went wrong. And, you know, I think they really emphasize that, like, student of human nature, um, alone, but very, like, enlightened kind of character uh and also his function as the heart of the justice league because he's never been that successful in his own book so that's where he's that's where his story is really told is in the justice league stories he reminds me of a, a slightly more emotional silver surfer another character yeah. that is yeah, distant yeah. philosophical yeah. and i don't care mm-hmm. about reading their books one of my favorite characters the silver surfer yeah he's one yeah. of the only um, Marvel action figures that I've gotten around to purchasing. Not that I would. Is he silver or is he just matte gray? No, he's pretty silver. He's the like the Silver Hawks are... action figures. They were like chrome. Do you remember those? Yeah, he might not be quite that silver, but he is definitely reflective. Okay, good. He's good. uh. There you go. You can. Nope. Whoop. Where is he? No, that's no the idea. Long one. <laughs> it's listen. He's around. I see a, I see a, I see a vast collection of dildos, but I don't see any silver surfings. Each dildo oh, shaped like is. one of my favorite Marvel and DC characters. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all shaped like action figures, but we know. Yeah, you know. They're for the, insertion only. Yeah, you know what kind of feelings that gives rise to. You own a comic store. <laughs> you don't even take them out of the box. No, the whole box goes in. <laughs> um, but yes, there he is, shiny. Yeah. Surfing a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah I always... Uh, I, that's a really good comparison. I think the two of them are very similar. And two, two of my favorite characters. Uh, I also have a Martian Manhunter figure, but not in this room. Is it from the uh, Darwin Cook? Because that was a cool... That was a nice figure. Uh, I do have that one. I have that, Flash, and Green Lantern from yeah. New Frontier. Ugh. And I... Great. But the one that I have displayed at the moment is one from... Uh, what was the era right after um, Blackest Night when Brightest the day. White Lantern? Brightest Day. From that time. I have that. And Firestorm, I think, both from from that yes. era. And this Silver Surfer is the one that came with the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. The Bring him over Legends here. Let's see him. Go grab him. You want to see him? Get All him. Right. Bring the gauntlet. All right. I'm going to make him surf him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are waiting for Brian. Oh, here he comes. Oh, that is a nice one. Ooh. Here Look he at is. Those. Look at those abs. Right? He's got He doesn't need to work out. abs. <laughs> he has the power cosmic. Yeah. That adds <laughs> have... 990 abs. If you wanted to. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm not 100% sure where the Infinity Gauntlet is right now. I mean, I didn't lose it, JD. It's a very powerful. You don't just. Device. You can't just lose the Infinity Gauntlet. 
No, 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 no. It's here. I usually oh. keep it around. Oh, you know what? It might be. I might know where it is. Um, I'll tell you, I've done a lot of work on. I love to <laughs> find a pose. There's usually at least one or two that looks lifelike yeah. um, for an action figure. You know, something that it just, you put it just right and it, and it has a little bit of a living nature. Silver Surfer has been pretty tough. Um, <coughs> I've had. I've had him try to do more in the, the arms forward kind of thing and yeah. the one arm back, you know, that kind of deal. But I have settled for now anyway on this more because he's always flying around like this, right? He doesn't need yeah. to, he doesn't need to like. Yeah, the pose I uh, always think of when Silver Surfer is surfing is. Yeah. Yeah, this. exactly. And we'll see another thing is he doesn't really stand up too well on his own, I think. <clears throat> he doesn't stand up too well on his own. And so the feet have to, they kind of contort his legs in a particular way when they're both on the thing. Yeah. It's um, a good thing that he's got that board dough to help so it doesn't get stuck when you have to remove him. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> Action figure expert says, nice selection oh, yeah. for a dildo collection. Thank you. The silver ones are my favorites. Yeah. I can't see them yeah. when I'm using them, but I know they're silver. You don't have to add as much glide Exactly. Yeah, they exactly. slide right in and out. Uh, let's talk about guy, another comic book. Oh, oh you know what? We'll talk about yeah. another comic book after we talk about the promo block of the show. Is that uh, right? In, in addition to liking and subscribing on YouTube, please like and follow us on Facebook. We stream there as well. Uh, if you look for Cult Pop Podcasts, you can help the show out with money. If you have any, you can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. That's me. This is our show. This would help our show out. It would be lovely. Um, that's the end. We're, we're, we've done it. Um, are we going? Are you going to do a thunder round? Oh, you you don't have your thing in. Are you going to do a thunder round? Thunder round. No, I don't have anything. We all read the books that I read. Wait, oh, oh, I mean, you, you and Knights I. of X. No, nah, I didn't get to it. You jerk. Uh, that's why I did it. I was uh, like, I'm going to tell him that I maybe would do this and uh -huh. then I'm not going to do it. Ah. And he's going to be so disappointed and I'll enjoy that. Classic. Because I like it. I like that kind of thing. Listen, yeah. I got up for a second because I thought that I might know where the Infinity Gauntlet is and I wanted to show it to you. It looks like the one in the comics, but it's like this big. It would okay. fit on the Silver Surfer's hand. Uh, action figure expert says, oh, cool. That's the Marvel Select action figure. Marvel Select, yes. Yeah. That's, also, that's what I couldn't think of. Yeah. Thunder Round. Thunder Round. Yes. Those Marvel Select figures are great. They're very expensive, so this is the only one that I've ever gotten. Um, but I see them sometimes. Yeah, I think you have a Thor one. I do. He's up on the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think you had a, a Captain Marvel. No, a, a Hulk one, right? I had a Hulk one. Planet Hulk. Yeah. He's you had a Hulk? Planet, I think. Well, he's out in the world now, doing his thing. Um, but yeah, they're, they're great, really detailed figures. They always seem to come with some cool accessory too, uh, like the infinity gauntlet for, yeah, it's pretty cool, you know, which I don't even sit near the figure that it came with. It's just like, that's oh, the infinity gauntlet. It can stand on its own. You know, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Do you like Adam Warlock? Yeah. He's one of my, one of my favorite side, side fellas. Side pieces. I figured. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you ask? Cause he's kind of similar to those characters yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's another character um, I don't care about. Yeah, he's a character that I would, he's an action figure that I would like to have. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very excited about him being in the movie coming up. Oh, um, what movie? 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Is he? Yeah. Cool. I, um, know, I remember we saw him two movies ago, and then that was the end we of We saw it. his cocoon, yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, but um, who knows if this will even be related to that or if, the, you know, they won't tie that in exactly. It doesn't matter. But oh, um, Todd, Engel, Todd Engel is in the comments. He's going to do a Thunder Round. All right, you ready? All right, yeah. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Uh, I can do a Thunder Round of Knights of X. It was trash. It has good characters. That's the only good thing I can say about it. End of round. Good job, oh, Todd. I can get another 40 seconds on the clock or so. I'm not talking until. <laughs> um, yeah, Adam Warlock is another. He was like created as the ultimate being. And he's very sort of removed and philosophical. He, you know, he thinks about stuff a lot. And uh, What a dork. He's tied into some particular philosophy that I forget what it was. And he's also the main, or one of the main characters in um, Universe X, which is like one of my favorite Marvel stories ever. Oh, I've never read it. Oh, it's so good. And I read it before Earth X. I think I was in college when Earth X came out, and I wasn't around uh, getting comics. And so I just saw Universe X number one, and I'm like, let's check this out. They give you everything you need to know uh, about Earth X, but... I know you read EarthX and weren't as into it. Um, it was good. Yeah, and I, like I it agree. On the second read, really? Yeah. Wait, how long ago was that? Like a while. The second a read. A while ago, yeah. Yeah. I so I read it after, and I was like, "This is cool because I'm I'm seeing how EarthX got to where it is." But man, this is not this is not as much of a nonstop cool ride as Universe X was. I didn't like the art as much, and the story was not as interesting to me either. Um, but yeah, Universe X like still stands up as one of my really? one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never read. I tried to read the second X. Paradise X. Yeah, that's the third one. Oh, Universe X is the second one. Oh, then maybe I did try to read Universe X and I gave up. With the realm of the dead and all the characters are in the reverse colors and yeah and. Adam is trying to like, um, I remember what happens at the end, but I don't remember what he's trying to do. Okay. Uh, he's trying to like fix everything, make everything great. Um, and like there are, there's still a couple of moments from that that I think about now and then one involving the silver surfer. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's great. Uh, let's move on to the next book. It's called blood stained teeth. Cool. From Image Comics, written by Christian Ward, with art by Tra Patrick Reynolds. Atticus Sloan, misanthrope, criminal, asshole, and Ooh. vampire. Oh. Lives in a world where blood isn't the only thing vamps crave. And for the right price, he'll make you a vampire too. After all, immortality isn't cheap. So, it could be. Very, right off the bat, I, <laughs> liked, I liked the cover of this issue. I thought it was very cool. Mm -hmm. um, just you know, it's just basically just uh, you know the bottom half of someone's face. It's covered in blood. The blood is dripping. Oh, yeah. He's got a he's got a gold fang. Oh yeah, very cool. I, I, I just like that. that. I found cool. it, and I, yeah. I really like the 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 font, like the typeface. I guess the he's logo, the logo design. main character, given what happens in the story mm -hmm. <laughs> to to one of the characters. But you know what? I think when I was younger, I always pictured them sucking. The blood in through the fangs, like there were little holes oh. in the fangs, right? Little and hollow fangs, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's how they get it. And because you also you only ever see like two little puncture marks, you know. Right. Um, they're not. It's not like their neck is is covered in blood. But maybe the vampires are so into it and so good at it that they mm-hmm. just get all the blood. But also, they're just the two puncture marks. Come to think, of, maybe they puncture them and then bring the fangs out and and drink that way. Because um, you know. It, in my younger days, I would have been like, "How's he, he's down to one fang? How's he going to do this now? But, yeah, I guess it, may, it makes sense the other way. Yeah, they probably just use a knife. Yeah, they don't need the fangs, even. Right. Yeah. 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 What a bunch yeah. of... What a bunch of hooey. Yeah. Mars Comics says, I like the colors of this book. Bright and cheery for a vampire book. They lick the neck clean, and they, says they Mars. The neck clean. They, don't, they don't waste a drop. The vampires. Although I was thinking yeah. about that, I was gonna say they just they suck all the blood off of the. But doesn't uh, blood stain always, your your skin? They suck that so well. Oh yeah. It's, they get it so fast, but there's always like two little spots of blood right where the hole. There's are. always one little driblet that comes down the neck when they're sucking on your blood. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. vampires are hot. Sure. There's a lot about them that uh, they're very sensual, sexual beings. Yeah, my ex-wife used to like to do a lot of vampire, vampire role play. That's cool. Where you would like see a vampire and and then have sex while it watched you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would yeah. go out and yeah. we would hunt a vampire. <laughs> yeah. We would entrap it. We would ensnare it yeah. in our cage. Yeah. And we would bring uh-huh. it into the bedroom, <laughs> sure. starve it for months. Yeah. Just ever so often giving it a little pinprick of blood. Uh-huh. Just enough yeah. to keep it alive. And then yeah. we would make it watch <laughs> yeah, us have right. sex. For months you wouldn't. And, and all over top of this middle-aged person screams of, I'm not a vampire. <laughs> they always they always lie to you. And they tell you... That's how you can tell a vampire. Yeah. We didn't let it have blood or any other food or drink for months. And if, if, it, was, if it was not a vampire, it would be fine. Without of blood. Of course. Yeah. It would be fine. But as you could tell, it was wasting away. Might have been because of the food and water that we didn't give it. But yeah, it's probably mostly the blood we didn't give it. I would think so. And then it was ready to, <laughs> for you to have sex in front of. Yeah. It was all very tantric. All the waiting and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was yeah. very erotic. You'd have sex in other rooms in uh, the house during this time, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, no, none um, of this happened. It's a real person we're talking about who is not here. <laughs> Obviously, none of this really happened. Action figure expert says, just out of curiosity, speaking of vampires, uh, thoughts on Morbius? I always thought it. Morbius was very cool. I have not heard the same of the movie. Um, <laughs> I, and, I think he means the movie. I know that he does, but I mean, oh. I always thought Morbius was really cool. And I would be interested in seeing a Morbius movie. Uh, but I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, shit. What are we talking? All oh, right, the blood, the movie. I mean, blood the, stained the, the teeth. blood stained teeth. Yeah. What did you think of this book? Uh, Tell us what it is. Tell us what it is in in four four seconds or less. Go. Uh, it's a book about a vampire who turns humans into vampires. Oh yeah. 
And he's not supposed to do that because the human turn into vampire vampires are like bloodthirsty and uncontrollable, whereas the other ones, I guess, are born as vampires. And they're they're like the rulers of the world and more, um, you know, uh, sophisticated, I guess, or they don't just go around killing people. Mm. I mean, they must, but they, they don't right. do it in yeah. such a way that they get caught or mm. they don't do it a lot or whatever it is. They're yeah, the very, more restrained. So this, our Atticus Sloan, our main, our main vampire here, he takes money in order to turn you into vampires. And the very first person he turns in the beginning of this issue, it's not the first person he turned, but the first person we're introduced to that has been turned automatically starts TikToking about it and stuff and like oh, posting right, right. about how she's a vampire now. Uh, which is a problem for the older vampires who are like, <laughs> yeah. um, people can for some reason team up and kill us, even though we're an ancient, powerful society. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Shush. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the art in this is pretty cool. I think the colors yeah. can get a little distracting, but are overall very cool. Um, a little bit, but yeah, they are. They're, it's a cool, like Mars Comics... Um, alluded to earlier it's a really cool juxtaposition for the subject matter yeah. and it has this kind of almost like 80s color scheme you yeah, know very neon it's yeah very neon mm-hmm. um hot pinks all over the place blues yeah yeah uh-huh. and but in the uh in the colors of all the book too not just it, a lot of it takes place in the city and it's not just that the city is filled with neon lights not that you were suggesting that, but um, now, so that was all, that was good. That was uh, a really good part of the book. The tale itself, I thought was like, okay, all right. Like you've got an interesting setup. I can't say I was that taken with their terminology. Like the ones we turned, the ones turned into vampires are called sips. Yeah. Sips are, are bad, you yeah. know, bad for us. Um, I don't know. It just didn't grab me, the, the Sips thing. And the fact that the guy who is who is uh, kind of running the show, the vampire that's kind of running the show, is Bram Stoker. Um, yeah. who Brother, Brother made Stoker, up... first counsel's head of public relations. Oh, where's that? Was that in the text of the book? That's where he's, yeah, that's where he's interested. He's, he's um, you know, he's got the... He's, they meet under the portrait of uh, Bella Lugosi as as Dracula, yeah, yeah. and then Brother Stoker, first oh, council's right. head of public relations, and he's standing next to Mister Tooth, first born heavy. Right. Um, that's the kind of thing that I sometimes really, really like. You know, the we created Dracula to fool people into thinking like. Yeah. You know, you'd have to be a moron to think that this is the case. Yeah, um, I thought that was for cool. Some, for some reason, the fact that it was Bram Stoker who was the vampire, mm. I was kind of like, eh. As opposed <laughs> you know? to like maybe a, um, uh, someone that a vampire had enthralled to write the book. Yeah, exactly. Or, or even like that was a, a name that he had taken for himself momentarily in that time, but he was yeah. thousands of years old, which might be the case. But yeah, something like that. Like yeah. the a vampire arranged to have it made. I think I would have been very into and have been very into in other stories of this kind. Um, I was like, 
I had never read it, but the idea of the purloined letter, you know, the Edgar Allan Poe story oh, yeah. where he's, somebody's trying to hide a letter that they stole. So they like flip the envelope inside out, which I, I, I guess was possible, um, and put it in with the other letters. So who looks for a stolen letter where the letters are, you know? Yeah. And that was the method. And I always found that to be very, uh, very interesting. And this is very similar to that. But yeah, I, I think just it being Bram Stoker was what turned me off for some reason. Oh, it didn't bother um, me. I liked it. I thought it was a nice, you yeah. Know, yeah. It, it, it skipped a step. It was like, all right, we can just, it'll be, it'll be Stoker. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and by the end of the book, the setup of like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna kill this guy who's turning people if unless he goes and kills all of those people. That could be interesting. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, the the one thing about the art that I had was it was a little jarring at times. Yes. Um, as far as sequential narrative goes. Oh yeah. You know, like I felt like sometimes it didn't. It, not that I had a hard time figuring out what the story was saying, but the jarring nature of some of the art, like when some of the people are covered all in a bunch of lines. Yes. Um, That's the it, colorist, yeah. Yeah, some of that I felt put uh, little blockages in the in the flow of the story. Agreed. Well, there's. Uh, yeah. you know, the, I'm looking at this page here, uh, and I couldn't get – listen – I tried earlier to make it so that I could show the sure. images like I usually do. But yeah. um, in order to give Chrome my mm. browser and permission to show it, I have to mm -hmm. reboot, which would stop the broadcast. Yeah. No I'd have to stop. I'd have to reboot Chrome. So we can't just, just announce just, it. Give yeah. it permission. Chrome, you're just do it. Yes, um, you have my leave. Show but, the um, images. Yeah, there's the guy in the cage. And for some reason, he's got like this red texture all over his body, um, which is very distracting. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. They at times seem to be unrelated to anything happening in story. Yes. Like at other times, it's like, oh, they're in some sort of club. So I guess it makes sense. It's light on them. But the page where they threaten uh, Stoker and, and Mr. Tooth threaten the, the main guy there is several of these that yeah. I guess one of them is him being exposed to the sun, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's, it makes it just, it's just a, bit a much. little hard to move through. Yeah. yeah. You know what it look, a lot of it looks like, it looks yeah. like that there's a, you're in a dark room and there mm. is a projector projecting a graph or something. Yes. And the person does. is in that room having the graph, the image yeah. projected onto yeah. them. Uh, and it's, it's yeah. can be a little distracting at times. I think it's a very cool look for most of the book, mm -hmm. but it does oversaturate the book and it's, it's a bit much at times. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what it looks like. And in the club scenes, I assume that that's it, like, it actually is that in the story, Yeah, but it can't be that in every, in every right. case. In every room. Least. Right. Right. Vampires like a lot of projected light. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can't go on the sun. That's right. So they like so to like, oh, give like us all the light we can happen. get. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I like this. Uh, um, I'll probably read it when it comes out in trade. I don't know if I have the time right. to keep up with it in issues. But when it takes the same amount of time, fun. it's cool. What? When it takes the same amount of time, just spread out in a over a larger total period of time. 
<laughs> so we're going to move on to Punisher number two with from Marvel Comics by Jason Aaron and Jesus Sayez and Paul's, uh, Paul Azaceta. The Punisher story to end all Punisher stories continues. The hand has lost its way. What was once the world's most fearsome organization of ninjas and killers has found itself defeated time and again by lesser foes. One priestess believes it's because the hand hasn't had the proper leadership, the living embodiment of their dark lord, the beast. Enter the Punisher, the most accomplished murderer who has ever lived, a man determined to end his war no matter what it takes. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. First of all, this book looks great. Oh, phenomenally drawn book. Jesus Sayez's uh, artwork yeah. is exquisite in this. I think that it is a disservice to have it next to Paul as a Seda, who has a very different style. Um, These are two different artists. It's not one person doing two very no, different styles. Okay. No. The very first page that you open up, that's Paul as a Seda, and where, you know, Frank Castle's getting interrogated by the principal. Yeah. And then it jumps to the sex scene. That's, that's Jesus Sayez. Hmm. Um, which is very, very nice. I wish I could show you this. This is awesome. Um, yeah, it's good. Maybe, but, they, hmm? maybe go ahead and buy the book if this is the kind of thing you're Yeah, if you want to see what the yeah. eye looks like, go freaking buy it. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of buying a book, Mars yeah. Comics. Uh -huh. What have you? Like a month ago, Mars Comics asked me if I had Step by Bloody Step because they wanted it. I still have I it here for that. you, Mars. There, there we go. You should contact me and then I'll, I'll send it to you. <clears throat> So anyway, this is a cool story. I think it's really cool. I, I just, I wonder about Frank. Um, mm -hmm. Does Frank get involved where they are worshiping the beast? Uh, that seems weird. So I have to assume he's doing all of this on purpose in order to take down the hand. Uh, that's oh, my assumption for why yeah. Frank would even be involved in any of this. I know that well, he also, Daredevil was involved with the Hand and became the like the leader of the Hand for a while in Shadowland. The Daimyo, it, which apparently is not a Star Wars term, right? No, that that's, they use here in this in this comic. Yes. Yeah, um, no, I thought that was a an alien. No, no, word. it's a. I believe it's Japanese. It Japanese. Oh, yeah. how about that? Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, nope, you cut me off and I forgot what I was saying. Um, oh, sorry about he that. must be uh, doing it on purpose is yeah. my point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now he also, at one point in this book says, you know, like only kill the people that I tell you to kill. Yeah. Don't kill anybody else. So that could be a reasonable motivation for him too. Mm -hmm. That he's like, all right, I'll use this group of assassins to, I I kill people all the time. Yeah. Why not get them to do what I want them to do? Um, could I, for one second, address action figure expert, says something regarding the last book, but he says, I always wanted to know, uh, did vampires change monkeys or other primates? I think is an interesting question. I think they could. I think they could change anything. Right? A fish? Yeah. What about, does everything have blood? I remember... Anything with blood. Have blood. Anything with blood that can accept, or anything that can feed on blood, maybe. I don't know how that part works. But I remember a book called Vanicula when I was a kid. <laughs> you remember that book? I'm aware of it. Yeah, he would feed off of vegetables. and He would drain them 
of all their color, I think. <laughs> really? You would do something. And I my my recollection is hazy on this subject. If he was a regular vampire who was a rabbit, but like operated under regular vampire rules and restrained himself right. from feasting on the blood of the other children's book characters, um, and just and just feasted on the on the vegetables, yeah. or if that was his his entire deal, that yeah. his his kind of vampire only feasted on vegetables ever. But he was cool. He was all white. He had red eyes and little fangs. Uh, Sounds adorable. It was. It was great. I think it was even a series. So And he slaughtered everyone in the Hundred Acre Wood. He did. It was a crossover. Yeah. Unapproved by A.A. <laughs> a. Milne, but, but still canon. He, yeah. was, he did it over Milne's objections many years later. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway, um, yes, I just wanted to bring up Anikula real yeah. quick in response to that. That question. So the Punisher, um, yeah, the art was phenomenal. That does seem to be, yeah, to be in keeping with Frank Castle's character. Yeah, it's it's kill as many be, people as I can kill, or kill as many bad guys as I can kill. Right, like, and and he's got, and you know, his whole like the wife and kids thing is his whole motivation and always yeah. has been. So the opportunity to get them back, maybe. Um, is uh, is a driving force as well. Um, it is hit with, you know, in ooh, almost every Jason Aaron book, there is something that sounds, it is phrased like it is a wise statement. And this one wasn't so bad, but what did it mean? For what is a hand without a fist to protect it? Right. Is that, is there a fist... In the hand? Is it coming out of the top of somebody's hand? You know? Is it, no, what does it mean? The other, the, other, the other hand is a fist. So you got one hand and the other hand of two fist is to a protect fist. the hand. And the other hand is useless without this, this fist to other, protect other it. hand as a fist. Yeah. Phrased like a proverb. Yeah. Meaningless. I noticed that too, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. That's a weird one. Yeah. It's yeah. so, it's the thing that annoys me both, most about his, yeah. his style is that. And I, I mean, at this point I'm looking for it. So I was yeah. like, what's he got, what's he got for us this time? Yeah. But yeah, just like, oh, that doesn't, mm. <laughs> it's like, it, it happens in a lot of things. Like even in Christopher Nolan's Batman, right? Like you either die a hero or live long enough to be a villain. Is that true? No. Is that accurate? Nope. You know, like, not really. It happens in this movie, but, you know, that's not a timeless truth, just like... I wonder if it's supposed to be power corrupts. Maybe. It could be. another way of saying that. Yeah. And and who knows? Maybe a very charitable read of it is, as society progresses, people who at one time were heroes, we moved to where they were and even farther. And now we're like, oh, those guys could have been better, right? Well, and also so that's part a of very the, hopeful view. Part of the conversation is yeah. that, of the film, is that yeah. people want a hero, but yeah. what they want even more than a hero is someone that they can tear down. So um, if you start off as mm. a hero, the people will yeah. make you a villain. The long, mm. If you're there too long, the people yeah. will find a reason to make you a villain. Because oh. they, there's nothing that, that that humanity likes more than a hero than to watch a hero fall. Hmm. Which I think they also said in, uh, I believe, 
was part of the monologue by the Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man movie, Sam Raimi. Hmm. When but they're we up on the like roof. Spider-Man. What? <laughs> but we all still like Spider-Man. We like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah we like Batman. You know, because the best ones, you know, they they keep it going up. They, people look up to them like Superman, right? But, uh, yeah. And, and another thing that I find difficult to believe about this yeah. comic is that Frank Castle is the most perfect murderer of all time. This is a world with Cletus Cassidy. You know, and it's yeah. like there's so many other more murderous people in this Marvel universe. Deadpool? Deadpool is even more of a murderer. Is there yeah. some kind of quality to Frank Castle's murdering that makes his better than the others? It doesn't seem that way. If anything, it seems like his moral qualities are like a bit of a, way. a bit of a too bad yeah. for these people. You know, yeah. they're like, our guy finally got re- reincarnated and he doesn't want to just kill everybody. Yeah. You know? Wah, what, a, what a soy boy. Yeah, exactly. This is a classic sitcom setup. Yeah. The, you finally get your your red messiah reincarnated, and all he wants to do is kill bad guys. Ah, what a dork. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Although, the um, similarity to how they choose the Dalai Lama, I thought was interesting. Hmm. Are you familiar with that? Um, from what I understand, part of the process of... Um, depending on what is actually happening, either finding or, or choosing a new Dalai Lama, is uh, some objects that have belonged to previous uh, lamas, Dalai Lamas. Um, Dalai's Lama? Yeah, I was going to do that, and I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't <know> how, <laughs> I don't know how that one works. Because <laughs> um, Lama is the, the title, right? Yeah, you don't, so like, you don't have to. It's fine. Keep going. There's other lamas, and he's the Dalai Lama. So they have God damn it. little, uh, they have little like objects that they present to these like young kids, and they like if they pick the right one, oh. like oh that one belonged to me, then that's like one thing that yeah. points in the way of the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is that is, that is kind of cool. I imagine yeah. that's a direct reference, right? That's pretty specific. It would be uncanny if they had just chosen, happened to choose that. But uh, I guess not impossible. I do like the scene where he goes up against one of Ares' alkalites and uh, just goes at him with shuriken Uh in his fists. Yeah. That was pretty brutal. And that's pretty classic Punisher, right? Like he's not a big martial arts guy, but he does mention that he has brass knuckles when he's a kid. Um, and I did. I did like that. Um, he is no good with a sword. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, now, why would he be? Like, yeah. dude, why would he have ever trained? In He's that? a gun He's guy. Not that kind of fellow. Yeah. yeah. Um, although you, I bet he knows how to use a knife real well. Oh yeah. It seems like you, you know. Yeah. Like he carries a knife around. Oh yeah. You gotta have something, right? When you run out of bullets, um, he doesn't bow before this murder god, which I thought was cool. Yeah. And I wondered. I found myself wondering, like. Is that part of the test? Like, if he had bowed, he would have been like, get out the Red Messiah. Yeah. Get out of here. Get you know, like, out of he here. Yeah. Hit the bricks. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, so a, a woman approaches you, dressed all in robes, presents three daggers and yeah. says, are any of these yours? You tell her to get lost and she leaves. 
this doesn't ring a bell several decades later right, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you are once again presented with them or see a woman in a red robe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to read any more of this because I don't think I've ever bought a Punisher comic. Right. You know? He's not but, your guy. Um, yeah. It's the kind of Punisher thing that if anything was going to get me into it, it would probably be a story more in this vein um, with some mystical stuff or something interesting. (laughs) Is that what you want? Something interesting? You want to be interested in what you're reading, Brian? You dork. That's a quality in a book that I really appreciate. Yeah. Is, is if um, I want to see what happens after what I'm reading right then. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like good qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Harry's punching this guy's head off. Is Oof. very well illustrated as well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I, that's I another that. thing. fun. I do dabble yeah. in the Punisher eventually, uh, yeah. occasionally. Um, you punish from time to time. I'm, yeah, I'm known to punish. Yeah. Um, this was fun. I like this. I'm going to keep up with this. I think. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, it. We did it. Did we? We did Are you it. Sure that we didn't have one more thing that we read. About demons and having them? No, that was part of the, um, that was the Thunder Rounds. I thought you read it also. I did. I mean, I did read it. Oh, so did I. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about it or just do two Thunder Rounds about it? Nah, we'll just wait for number three to come out. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Good, so you'll be ready for number three. Uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't have read it. <laughs> well, it's too late now. I suppose um, it uncontrovertibly is. <laughs> Kevin says, was Punisher War Machine any good? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read it. I remember him being in a what if where he got the Venom symbiote oh. and it made bullets for him like like it made oh. webs for yeah. Peter Parker. But, 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 whenever, but whenever they hit somebody, they just went. Yeah. Yeah. He hated yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, hated it. <laughs> I guess he could shoot him out fast enough, right? That it would yeah. still be. Something. How? <laughs> yeah. What's this goo on my chest? You, why are you shooting me with goo? <laughs> That's your punishment. Yeah. Ah! Scrub it off. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Someone give me my Tide pen. Uh, Mars says, great show, guys. Thanks, Mars. Email Thank you, me. Mars. Yes. And I'll send you this book. Um, Email the show. Hey, hey, Brian, what'd you think of We We Have Demons Number Two by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo? It was all right. Yeah, it was, it was uh, all right. Yeah, it, um... It hit a lot of numbers. Something that I didn't see coming happened at the end. But uh-huh. once I once it happened, I was like, "Yeah, I can see that." Yeah, you know, like I didn't see it coming. wasn't a big surprise. Yeah, you know, um, it continues to set up its apparently intricate world that they have thought a lot about. Um, One more issue. Oh, is it's only three? It's a three issue series. It's a it's a threesome. It's a th- of, it's a menage, a menage issue. Oh. Um, I think Twa still applies. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that as I said it, too. I was like, issue a Twa. Issue a Twa? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I actually like it. I do like it. Um, we have yeah. demons. Uh, it's a digital, was it a comicsology first kind of thing? But they've been yeah. printing them out in double-sized issues. I actually quite enjoyed it. I mean, the art is, is, I always like Greg Coppolo, and the story is capable. Um, yeah, let's check out number three. Let's do it.
Oh yeah. man, I forgot to change the banners this whole time. It was still uh, doing Justice geez. League seventy five. I need no one knows not here. Everything crumbles. I thought we stood tall. Nope. I was crumbling this whole time. You didn't I was know. actually sitting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. We will see you next Monday at 9 p.m. Mm. Deuces. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.